0: Want the latest local government news? Thousands of local government professionals stay connected by subscribing to ICMA's newsletters. Sign up today to receive the latest news in your inbox on a daily or weekly basis at icma.org/icma-e-newsletters. Welcome to United Front, a special season of local gov life. I'm your host, Erica White. This season, we're celebrating women. Women who have not only earned the respect and recognition of their peers by achieving the role of chief administrative officer, but also women who have been selected as their community's first female manager. Listen along with us as we celebrate the triumphs and contributions of six women CAOs who are breaking down many of the barriers they contend with in today's local government profession. My guest today is Marcela Piedra, city manager of El Centro, California. Marcella, thank you so much for being here today. Of course. Tell us a little bit about what inspired you to become a local government professional and how you got to where you are today.
1: I started working for local government approximately 20 years ago. I was a student at San Diego State University, and I had an interest in the financial industry. I had approached the branch manager of one of our local financial institutions, and she had indicated to me that she had just brought on board some interns. But she said, you know what, but I'm going to refer you to the economic Economic Development Department of the County of Imperial so that you may consider doing your internship there. I fell in love with the work that was being done there in economic development. We had an opportunity to work with different business loan programs of course because our community is located next to the border. We also had an opportunity to interact with economic development professionals from the city of Mexicali in Mexico. So there was border trade activity and so that's how I started my career.
0: You've served in many roles during your years with Imperial, including Community Services Director, Director of Economic Development, and Deputy City Manager. How did those positions prepare you to lead this community, which you've been a part of for so many years?
1: The types of positions that I held here within the city and even the County of Imperial is quality of life. What you're doing from an economic development standpoint is you're encouraging new business to open their doors, you're helping your existing business community expand, you're improving that housing unit that maybe needs to be rehabilitated to beautify your community, you're trying to improve your parks, your libraries. As community services director, my then boss, who retired, who is the one that I ended up replacing, he had the vision to merge the Economic Development Department with the library and the Parks and Recreation divisions, So we became this Community Services Department. We had an opportunity to, again, just impact the quality of life. We're currently working on a very exciting project, which is a permanent location of our library. The good news is, with my background in economic development redevelopment, I'm able to see how we can get that project started and get it done
0: Your jurisdiction, as you said, is right on the border of Mexico, so you must have many opportunities to work internationally. How does that influence your job on a daily basis?
1: We have 50,000 daily crossers that come from Mexicali, Mexico, to the Imperial County. And that's in the form of working. For those that have the ability to do that, they come and work over here. And then one of the other main reasons why they cross the border is they come and shop. The city of El Centro is the largest city in Imperial County and we are considered the retail hub of Imperial County, we have the major retailers here. So it's not uncommon on a given, let's say weekend, to see your parking lots in our malls, in our restaurants with license plates that come from Mexicali, Mexico. Several years ago, we did a study where it showed that almost 80% of the sales taxes that's generated basically comes from shoppers that come from Mexicali, Mexico. I mean, we're talking about a, a city that has over 1 million people. There's positive and negative impacts to that because obviously there's more traffic, more wear and tear on our roads and streets. But we try to have a very neighborly relationship with them. So there's a lot of that positive cross-border activity that we have, very positive in that sense.
0: You've been with El Centro for 16 years now. How have you seen the role of women in local government change over that time?
1: We were very fortunate that we had a city manager who really embraced diversity. We have six departments here within the city of El Centro. Four of those departments were managed by women. So one of the things that you know, our city manager embraced, which we still continue doing, is to provide diversity to our community.
0: One issue that is sometimes seen as a barrier to creating diversity and to female advancement is known as a confidence gap, where women simply don't have the same confidence as men to go after the same opportunities. Do you think a confidence gap exists? And if you do, how do you feel that women can bridge this gap and go for the bigger opportunities?
1: It's interesting that you mentioned this, my former boss, he actually shared with me an article that talked about this subject matter and how sometimes us as women, even though we're qualified and can do the job, sometimes whether you name it, it's fear Or the fact that we don't feel that we have 100% of the listed qualifications, we don't go for it, whereas maybe a man would do it. I could see that that maybe still exists, and probably for for many reasons. I mean, obviously, if you have children and you have to take care of them, you know, and maybe you don't have that support at home, too, that can help you with that.
0: What are some of the challenges in being the city manager, but also having a family?
1: It doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman. City manager does require a lot of time. Not only do you have to be aware of the issues in your organization, but there's also an expectation. And if you really want to do your job right, is you have to be out there in the community. And what does this mean? You sometimes have to be out working, you know, a special event or being present at a special event on a Saturday or late evening. So the job does require a lot of time, and I think sometimes maybe that could be discouraging for certain women, is just the demands of the job itself. But if you have that family support and and you do have maybe that spousal support, then it makes it easy for you.
0: Since you come from such an inclusive environment in El Centro, do you have any advice for women who are facing gender discrimination in the workplace?
1: One of the key issues is, and this is no matter what you do, you have to have self-confidence you have to be able to believe in yourself first. Because if you don't, then how can others believe in you? I think a lot of times we set our own barriers and we have our own fears. And so we need to overcome that. And I think if you really believe in something and you have the vision, let's say of another woman that wants to become city manager. And for whatever reason, they're not given that opportunity in their respective community but you truly in your heart believe that that's what you want to be, then you know what, then maybe you should seek that opportunity elsewhere. In my community, we've been very fortunate that we've embraced diversity, but maybe in other areas, they're not. And so sometimes I think you have to really look within yourself and say, you know what, then am I really in the right place? I know it's hard, especially when you have established roots, but again, it goes back to what do you truly believe in?
0: In a recent interview, the mayor of El Centro, Cheryl Viegas walker said that you are now a role model for every woman in the community and beyond. How do you feel about taking on the responsibility of being a role model to other women? I feel very
1: fortunate that maybe I'm viewed this way. I think if there's anything is making sure that you're an example and you can say, you know what, if this person could do it, I can do it too. So in terms of being a role model for the community, if I'm seen that way and viewed that way, then I guess I take that pretty responsibly because I want to make sure that whatever I do, people feel like I'm being a good example.
0: As a role model in your community, what do you feel young people need to do to get ahead today?
1: I know not everybody has their mindset of maybe putting themselves through school. There's a lot of also valuable vocational training programs that are out there, and people are very successful with that. But I push education very, very hard. For me, education is a very key milestone in your personal and professional life. And so I always tell our young generation, make sure that you do everything you can to pursue your education because the doors are going to open for you. Not that it's not possible for you to be successful because we know of many success stories of people that are successful without even a college degree, but not everybody has that opportunity. To give you an example, I did all my education here in Imperial County. I graduated from high school from here, and I went to our local community college and our local university. And then, of course, I pursued my master's degree, but all my education was done here locally. And probably if there's a good example of the fact that you can pursue your education here, maybe that. And more so for our local young individuals, it can be done here too.
0: What advice would you give to a young woman just starting out, maybe in her first job after her master's degree or in her first leadership role?
1: One is to be open to learning everything you possibly can. I see this all the time, that sometimes we think that, you know, because I have my degree already, I know everything. You have to be teachable no matter what you do. If there's one thing I've learned throughout these years of working in the workforce is You learn something new every day. And we hear that all the time, but sometimes we don't, you know, it doesn't sink in. We can't be set in our ways. We always have to embrace that there's other ideas, there's other processes. Things can be done a different way. Just listen to that and not assume that you know it all. Sometimes, again, we put ourselves those barriers and it hurts us. It's good to have mentors, it's good to come in with your degree, but be open to other ideas, be teachable, never stop learning.
0: What do you think will be the biggest challenge for this newest generation of women coming up right now?
1: We talk about this all the time with the millennial population, is the fact that they have a different way of seeing the work environment. And there's nothing bad with that, but there's certain jobs that maybe you can't do behind the computer 100 percent, that you have to be out. Maybe the employer does expect you to at least work for them for more than a year. We all have to adjust because we realize their interests are different maybe than what we would expect or what we believe should be their interest.
0: One thing that can help young people thrive at the beginning of their career is mentorship. What role did mentoring play in your career? Who inspired you along the way?
1: I always took an opportunity to learn from good managers and bad managers, and so in a way they were mentors throughout the way. When I first started working for the county, that was basically my first job, I had a very good supervisor, very strong, who happened to be also a a woman. She was very, very patient with me. I was very hungry to learn and she knew that, and so she really guided me as far as making sure that I read the proper things, that I attended the proper training. She gave me tips when I first started doing public hearings, you know, public presentations before our County Board of Supervisors. So mentorship throughout my career and up to this point, too, has been very, very helpful because it's really helped me professionally. So when you have people like that in your life, it just enriches your ability to do your job. If anybody can find that, I mean, it's just so invaluable because they really do become your coaches. And I can tell you that I've had, you know, not very many, I would say maybe one or two, where I would see how they would manage and say, okay, this is not the type of manager or supervisor that I want to be. So you always learn something.
0: Now, for a young woman who's looking for a mentor, how do you suggest that they look for mentoring? And how can they ask somebody for mentoring if they're not feeling confident about it?
1: The good thing is there's a lot of different organizations out there, and even within the, the school system too, or university system, college system, there's a lot of organizations. When I was going to the university, I would look for conferences, I would look for forums, I would look for any school group that would give me that opportunity to just interact with people and learn. You have to do your homework, too, and go out and seek those opportunities because, I mean, that's one of the biggest things, of course, even uh, when you're working is you need to network. And you know what? And sometimes all you have to do is just ask a person. And I'm sure they would feel flattered if you were to ask them and say, you know what, I, I see you as a role model. Do you think maybe, you know, you would be willing to help me out here? I'm trying to do this. All you can do is ask, and all they can do is say yes or no.
0: Over the course of this podcast, ICMA is asking people to use the hashtag SheLeadsGov to talk about some of the groundbreaking women in the local government profession. Who would that be to you? I've
1: had many women that worked in local government. Everything from the first boss that I had, you know, that gave me the opportunity and believed in me. That was back when I worked at the county. Very strong, very dedicated woman. You know, um, her name is Maria Matthews. My supervisor, Alicia Salgado, she mentored me and still does. And the reason why I've always admired her in particular is she's a woman that for many reasons and many circumstances, she wasn't able to complete a higher education, but I always admired her because she's a very intelligent woman. She worked with the County of Imperial and she basically took me under her wing and just was a very positive impact in my life. She's still in our community now. She's retired, but I always admired her because and she always said this, you know, I really wish, Marcella, that I, I would have pursued my education. I said, man, Alicia, if you would have done this, you would have been a very dangerous woman. I said, because you're a very smart and intelligent woman. And in what you've been able to do, I said, I, what an inspiration. And of course, we've had female council members here in our city in particular, one of them, of course, being the mayor and also a former, she's no longer part of our council, but very articulate and classy woman, uh, Miss Sedalia Sanders, I just admire, you know, I I remember that I always tell her that I want to be like her when I grow up, Uh, very, very passionate about local government, very involved with the National League of Cities, California League of Cities, women that are just out there trying to do the best and just working hard. These are all just women that are an inspiration.
0: What excites you about the profession right now?
1: Everything. I try to always have a very positive attitude about things because things will happen to us, whether it's in our personal or professional life. We're gonna have challenges. And again, your mentors and all these relationships you have, they really help you. They literally help you get through things. I'm very excited for the type of job that I have because, I mean, who has an opportunity to be able to beautify a park and make sure that our children and our families enjoy it? Who has an opportunity to make sure our streets are in good condition so that people can drive? I mean, who has an opportunity to make sure that the community is taken care of in case you know there's a fire, in case there's an emergency where our police have to show up. To have an opportunity to change and impact people's lives like that, I mean, I'm telling you what a beautiful job you have. And not just outside with the clients, because I see our residents as our customers, but also our own staff. I mean, to have an opportunity to work with a group of people that are dedicated to what they do. It's just such a beautiful opportunity, honestly.
0: How can I not love it? That's our show for today. Thanks for listening. And thanks again to Marcella Piedra of El Centro, California. After you hear each of the stories in United Front this season, join the conversation on social media. Look for the hashtag and Twitter handle, SheLeadsGov, and use it to share stories about the groundbreaking women in local governments that you know. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast channel and catch up on all seasons of Local Gov Life at icma.org slash podcasts. Also, please share on social media and tell a friend about us. Thanks for listening to United Front, a special season of ICMA's Local Gov Life.